It's Monday. It's your girl Candy K. Lynn. And your boy Shout Time Show. And it's six o'clock, so it's time to pull up. Every Monday here on DFWIRadio.com, we talk sports, news, and everything for the culture. We don't talk about people. We just give you the facts. Mr. Shout. Oh, uh, yeah, um, that. you know I can't tag you in no videos, right? Why? Uh, I'm I've been wow. I'm blocked for thirty days. I got twenty three days to go. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not on. Um. So we're not trending on live today because my I barely put myself together for this show. My allergies are whooping me, so you know I look crazy. Nah, your mama getting whooped too. She is. She called me from where I was today. Like she had Tasia. Can you come home? Nah, she wasn't feeling good at all. Yeah. I need to call her and check on her too, because I'm get. I mean, when I say my head been hurting for like five hours, I've been getting whooped. So, shout out to all of you who have allergies today. I mean, we in this fight together, honey. Yeah, um, and it's a hundred degrees outside. So, Mr. Shaw, yo, what you wanted it, you got it. The NBA playoffs are here. What are you your know thoughts? What? It started off right. I've been preaching to Katie Kayleen about these young players and how these young players are going to grow. All right? These young players went got some, some went got the toolage from Kobe. These young players want the NBA to be as great as it has been. I be singing these players from Kentucky name and everybody be thinking I be crazy. Everybody thinking I just be yapping off at the mouth because they went to Kentucky. Who is probably the biggest, brightest star in the bubble next to Dane? Devin Booker. Devin Booker has been big in the bubble. Oh, but uh, but but who was big? But who was big tonight? Who was the only reason that the Jazz didn't get the win tonight? Jamal Murray. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like again, I've had a headache, so I went to sleep on the game. But your Kentucky players have been big in the bubble, right? What our argument is is they're young, they're inexperienced, they're not championship ready. Have they been big? They've been big. But we talking about Devin Booker in the Suns organization. They haven't had a lot of grace, but the Suns have had grace. He has the most 30-point games in less than six right. years. But we've talked about that. What did you just say? The organization. Yeah. The, when, yeah, as, I mean, Charles Barkley was there. Charles Barkley led them to the Charles Barkley led them to the finals. The pieces around the players to win. Yeah. You, you've got, and that also is, is from the, the type of the type of play that Devin Booker has had in the bubble, right? So hopefully they're lining themselves with agents that can maneuver them during free agency when that time comes about for them. They're also figuring it out because they're in the bubble. Mm-hmm. And everybody didn't like the decision, right, that LeBron made. But let's be realistic with these organizations. These young boys, this is not the Olympics. They didn't get the Olympics. They got the bubble. Mm-hmm. For some of them to be together together, to put together their plans for the future because they have actually played really good basketball in the bubble. Thanks. A variety of players look good. Thanks. So if if people, you know, we haven't seen a Utah team since the late 90s. Like actually with some, we've never seen a Utah team with any excitement. Let's start there. True. There's a Utah team here in, in the playoffs with some excitement going toe-to-toe with Denver. And after the who, game. You know, a young team. At the Go game, ahead. Jamal Murray was like, and D had 57. He said, I'm going to keep saying it. He had 57. There was nothing we could do. He said, I had to get strapped. Like, that's, it's, it's been so competitive. The, the the Raptors, Brooklyn is a good team, but we the Raptors is well put together. The Raptors 
even without Kawhi Leonard, is still a good team. So they ran through Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn, gonna, Brooklyn don't have their stars. It's gonna show in the playoffs. That game they had against Portland was just Karis LeVert was out of his mind. Everybody was hitting shots, but I feel like that's gonna be the worst playoff series: Toronto versus Brooklyn. But what does that say about Brooklyn? Brooklyn says a lot. At least restructuring their pieces because we know they are without Kyrie and KD. And Spencer didn't win, so they're they're without their top three scores. So you know what I'm saying? That means totally. something. And I don't think anybody expects Brooklyn to win this series. Uh, I don't even think they're going to get a game. I think they're going to be the one team to get swept. Possible. And so if you guys are just tuning in, we're talking playoff picture. The Brooklyn Nets versus the Toronto Raptors in the East. And the Raptors got that win today, 134 to 110. Mr. Shaw predicted a possible. That may be the one sweep in the first round of the playoffs. And then we went to the East Coast, I mean to the West. For the West playoffs, and you saw Utah and Denver with Denver coming out over in overtime, 135 and 125. They pulled away from Utah. Utah only led like twice in the game in the first through the first three quarters. So uh, you saw playoff basketball emerge late in the third, fourth quarters. But the thing that I also like about these young guys is we're looking at the playoffs and the bubble. What I've seen is they're getting to the basket. Mm hmm. What we've started to see in the last five years with what Golden State's format has been with the pull-ups or, you know, when we catch a Kawhi with the Clippers we or LeBron, we see him get to the basket. These young athletes are getting to the basket. I mean, they're taking their first step. They're beating you all the way to the rack, and they're creating some nice remixes. Like, some boys got some, some video on them. Like, mm-hmm. I can appreciate the level of play that they're playing at. So, that is... And we're getting basketball in the middle of the day, Mr. Shaw. I don't like it when I got to go to work on Wednesday and Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, well, I mean, you can always uh, record the games so you know they're on. And then right now, Philly is playing Boston, and the score currently is at the end of the first quarter. Boston's down 23, Philly's up 25 with like 31.7 seconds left. And for our Dallas people, the Mavericks have the Clippers in the first round of the playoffs tonight, starting at 8 o'clock on ESPN. What do you think that series is going to look like? 4-2. Clippers. I feel like uh, I feel like the Mavs are going to give them a challenge. I feel like Luka going to push them. Luka going to test Paul George and Kawhi. He a baller. They team good. KP going to come to play. Tim, Tim Hardaway going to give you good minutes. Um, I just feel like the Clippers are just too tough right now. Right, like they, they on that same mission the Lakers on. Right, they 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 only see each other. I think because uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Lakers aren't, and I don't mean to jump topics. I know this is something we're gonna speak on later. But the Lakers said after the first round they gonna put on the Mama Unit, so they not already look past Portland. Not to say they shouldn't. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They should not be looking past name. That's what they doing. They doing. They are already coming at it the wrong way. So I, I hope they not doing that. But um, I I I I think overall we're gonna get good basketball and everything we wanted we're gonna get. We missed the playoffs. I didn't believe it was gonna be competitive, but they 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 proved me wrong. And I feel like you know it, overall it's gonna be tough for a team like Dallas because Doc Rivers gonna have them locked in and ready to play. You know what I'm saying? Then you got you had Lou Will come out. The Clippers got a good squad as well. And I'm not sleeping on the Mavs. I just know that the Clippers are uh, they they thinking 
playoff or nothing else. Mavericks still a young team. Right, like. Mavericks still, they seventh for a reason. They still a young team. There's still some teams above you, you know what I'm saying? Not as old, but, you know, a little bit more experienced. So I feel like the Mavs are going to have a tough road. But the, the NBA, the West, the West, again, the East lacks because they don't make good draft decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, I don't know what the East tries to do. Cause you look at the team, they don't have a lot of good, young, talented teams. The West is loaded with young, talented teams, right? Like, next year, you're going to win 40 plus games and not get in. The Suns, young, talented team. The Kings, young, talented team. The Spurs are the, are turning back into a young, talented team. The Pelicans, young, talented team. You know what I'm saying? The Timberwolves on that short list, they're a young, talented team, right? Like, there are good. There are a lot of good young talented teams in the West, and I think the the Nuggets are leading leading the pack as one of the best young talented teams, right? Like in the next four or five years, because again, Denver's third star might be Michael Michael Porter Jr. and the bubble was his first real basketball play, real real like real first time to play. Like he, they were slowly trying to get him back into the, into the game right before uh, the pandemic happened, but. They haven't even got their third young star yet. But, you know, I feel like we got a lot of good basketball. We got to do bubble basketball next year. I feel like we'll be happy with it. Well, and here's the thing. You you have to learn how to deal with, with the time. I think the NBA, we talked about this before. If you listened to previous shows, we talked about how we do believe they rose to the occasion and they've done a great job of being able to make the NBA playoffs happen and do it in a safe um, format, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not ideal, definitely not ideal for athletes and their families as kids are going back to school. But we've they've been able to go back to the game that they love, and they've been able to provide a, a level of entertainment in professional sports for the fans. As far as the organizations go, you mentioned Sacramento. Sacramento being a young team, well, you know, Lottie Vivox is out of there. He was fired as soon as the season ended. Mm-hmm. So uh, Alvin Gentry was is gone in in New Orleans. So we're, we're constantly looking at teams that are making decisions that you understand a little bit better why the organizations continue to be in limbo. So these young players are investing energy, but you never quite have, I mean, just like you have to have the right players on your team, you have to have the right, right player personnel. You have to have the right recruiters in positions in, act, in order to build a team and not based on their own, their own benefits. Mm-hmm. You have to build a team around in Denver. I mean, in Phoenix, you have to build a team around Devin Booker. What is Devin Booker able to do and create? What does he need to make this team a better team? Those are the things that I think sometimes these organizations are not looking at the whole picture because teams want to believe, oh, it's a team game. We can win with anybody here. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to figure out in New Orleans, what do you need? for Alonzo Ball and Zion to be able to produce a one-two, one-two tandem that goes down in history as the best, as one of the best one-two punches behind Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. We have to look at things from a bigger picture perspective. And Dallas is the same way. Dallas is missing about two pieces to really be high-level competitive, as you said, coming out of the Western Conference, where Dame decided, Dame said, I'm not coming to play in the bubble unless I have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Dame said, if you give me an opportunity to get into the playoffs with structuring a playing game or whatever we need to get that final seed, 
We will do it. And they did it. Portland was able to get over the hump. They looked like a team that was playoff ready. Mm-hmm. You know, Carmelo, we know that the league had counted him out. After the situation in Houston with Dan Tony, Carmelo was out of the NBA. You need the right players in the right positions to create these teams that get you to the next level mm-hmm. and also curate excitement to keep people here at the game. And so I will give it to you. These young players, they're bringing excitement because they they're all, they all have a different level of talent. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, like I said, we watch with the Boston game, there's Tatum and then there's Embiid and then, you know, Ben Simmons. There's a different, everybody brings a different element to the game. So when we're watching each playoff game, you know, we're not seeing the exact same thing. We're not going to see in the Houston versus Oklahoma City game series the exact same thing that we're going to see in the Denver-Utah series, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. You got a little bit of everything. Yeah, we definitely do. So just we will keep you guys updated on that. The teams that we didn't talk about, Milwaukee does have Orlando during the first round. Indiana and Miami. That's going to be uh, the best series. Huh? That's going to be the best series. The Indiana-Miami series, you think? Yep. Okay. And then we talked about the Clippers. We talked about the Rockets and OKC. And then the Lakers have Portland. And as you stated, we know Dame Dollars come to play, but LeBron James wants a championship. No, Him and Anthony really. Davis. So that series, I think, is going to be interesting. Mr. Shaw did mention to you guys that they have, there have been reports. So two very important things regarding the Lakers. If they get past the first round, they've discussed wearing Kobe jerseys. Now, Mr. Shaw, I don't think that they go, I don't think that they are saying, oh, we got this shit with Portland. I think they're just saying, this is what we've been able to communicate with Nike, and this is what we're able to produce at this time frame. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say they're saying because I hope in the NBA during the playoffs, nobody believes that they're that superior of a team that they're going to just roll through the first round. My facts. Or any round for that matter. You know what I'm saying? No matter who So I feel like that's what they're waiting on, which brings another level of excitement because, you know, some Kobe fans are going to want to see, you know, going to root for L.A. They want to see what they're able to do. Also with that, Nike will be releasing um, Kobe shoes starting this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe's birthday would have been on Sunday, August twenty third. So they're gonna they named it Mamba Week. So that's something else to kind of be able to look forward to as we are in the playoff bubble, um, a celebration towards the end of the weekend and most of next week mm-hmm. for Kobe Bryant and his legacy on the NBA. Um, the NBA has also announced the results of the draft tiebreaker. So um, the draft lottery on Thursday night, the order of picks 15 through 60 for the NBA draft is scheduled for October 16th. And the Sacramento Kings earned an extra ping pong ball in the lottery pool, as well as the 11th slot in the NBA draft. So what they mean? They got an extra ball. They got an extra ball, which is good. We were just talking about them and the necessary pieces. So they, they get two top 10 draft picks? Basically is what it's looking like. Because they, they're shifting the approach. Um, shifting the approach of how they're doing the draft lottery. You know, it's changed several times throughout the years. 
So it's it's kind of looks like it's going to be a different format since one, you know, we're doing it so late. Um, it talks about there's an article on ESPN.com you can read because it kind of just goes down into a deeper breakdown of how Boston sits versus Memphis and how those slots can be interchanged because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they trade picks. So it's a good way to kind of look at that based on, you know, now that we have a playoff team set up, mm-hmm. who's in, who's out, that also changes where you will get your picks in the draft, in your draft balls. Um, so that's that. Now, Mr. Shaw, something else that I know that you stay super, super, super excited about is college football. Thanks. And college football is also going to happen. The SEC re- released their first week one schedule. Mm-hmm. And did you did you look at the schedule? Yeah, we got Ole Miss at yeah. Ole Miss. So before we even get into the schedules for the week one of the SEC and talk, because we know SEC is playing football, the Big Twelve is playing football. What what are your thoughts of us getting a September twenty sixth start date? That's that's. I mean, you know. It's probably probably three four weeks later than what college football normally starts, but you know that's perfect. That's 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 around time SEC play starts. It's around time SEC play starts for us. So it's uh, I just want to make sure the kids gonna be safe. The young men, I just want to make sure the young men gonna be safe. Everything else is good for me as long as the young men are safe. That's all I care about. I want to see football, but I want to make sure the young men are safe. Baseball hasn't gotten it right. Obviously, hockey has gotten it right because we haven't heard about any cases or anything about their testing. So that so the bubble effect has worked for basketball and hockey. Uh, I just hope that they get it right for the players. Okay, and so again, I feel like some of this is redundant, but what I'm learning is, unfortunately, during the pandemic, a lot of information is going to recycle itself. We we talked about we talked about. We talked about the bubble. We talked about the pandemic. We've talked about what got us here. As you pay attention to schools opening back up, and I, I just had a conversation with, you know, one of our cousins about the same thing, of the fact of, as adults, as real adults, we have to be honest when we're talking about college-age students. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And what I ask people to do is to take five minutes, and think about who you were at 18. Think about the decisions that you made at 18. Even in a pandemic, and you're telling me I can go to college still, how often do you think that, because and we hang out in each other's room, you go to dinner together, you go to lunch together. What are college students really supposed to do on college campuses, social distance? Hmm. What does that look like? What is social distance social distancing for a college student? What is it? So for me, we're sending kids back to school because this is a money thing. The universities want their money. You cannot make the same amount of money online because I went to college and I know that I wouldn't pay the university full tuition for being online. That means I'm paying no housing. That means I'm paying no uh, lab fees to print papers. That means we're not paying for meal plans. So there's a variety of things that are taking place. And then you can't say, oh, football's not that important. Hmm. Well, we're still playing football, though. True. Okay? And so the University of North Carolina has had a, a, a 
They announced they will go remote learning on Wednesday after announcing 177 students are in isolation and another 349 are in quarantine because of the coronavirus. But there will be no impact to the football and the Tar Heels will open on September 12th. If we're learning online, are the football players the only people who's going to class? Do you understand what I'm saying? I get you. I, I just don't understand. And I think that we should have been honest in the beginning and said that the universities, and, and I think that people would see things differently if you like put out dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows anything about college football knows that college football brings in the most, the most revenue for the university. Period. Doesn't matter where you go, Mississippi Valley State, a lot of your money comes in because you're able to have a football program. People can play football. Mm -hmm. Why did we not bubble the football players? Why did we not keep the colleges and universities closed? You're going to still get your tuition because some of these kids will go still enroll. This would have been my gap year. I wouldn't have been in school this semester if I was a college student. I wouldn't have been paying high tuition at the university to be online. I would have just took, taken a year off and gone to work. My co-workers, they, they was tired of being at home. They were tired of being at home. But some of the kids, even at being at home, like I said, if you're gonna, if I'm going to be exposed, at least go make money, right? There's online jobs. There's, some of them are going to start their own business. There were other things that they could do besides that because you cannot keep them in their room on the college campus. It's just not going to happen. No way. So had you said, we're going to bring the athletes back. And we're going to bubble the athletes. We're going to put them in certain dorms or certain apartments. Um, the football team, the volleyball team, since you guys do intend to run these sports, people would have been mad. But I feel like our the players would have been in a safer situation. I agree. So North Carolina is sending their kids home. But for every university that is not Prairie View, you know, Gramlin, Texas State, Southern. These are just the schools that I've seen this week have gone back to school. How are you going to protect the athletes and keep them from getting COVID-19? And oh, by the way, United States, we do now see that young people are being affected. How do we, how, and like you said, how do we protect the, how do we protect the kids should have been the question. I understand that you're bored and you don't, but how are we protecting you? And I don't think that's a, that's, that was a realistic question people were asking. It was all about money. And we come to find out our president is the only person worried about money. Right? So there's other people that need to look at themselves now. The universities. Like I said, the universities took, made these Fast. decisions. The athletic directors participated in these, these decisions. You know, the Southwestern Athletic Conference released their schedules today for spring, which is a better gauge. It's a better timeline. We're thinking that there's possibly going to be a vaccine. Um, with the SEC... And the ACC and the Big 12 playing football still without the Pac-12 and the Big 10. What does this do for a championship? Like, I just have so many questions. You know, in the Southwestern Athletic Conference, I think they're playing a total of eight games. And the the, the championship is going to be in May. For these larger conferences, what are we – could we have not waited until we had a system together – I would have preferred that they did a college football bubble. I think that's what college basketball might end up doing. It's going to be expensive, and and you need to figure out how to make money from. You see what I'm saying? Like we've got to. I just feel like at this point we've got to be a little. We we can't rush. We need to be a little bit more innovative. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I can respect about the NBA and NHL. 
they created a solution for the problem. They, they're still getting TV time. There should have been a bubble. There needs to be a stadium. Maybe someone will build one now. You know, what stadium is the closest where you can get them in the hotels? Those are good questions. You know, what hotels can equip you and now, you know, the athletes are here and when this is over, you you bring notoriety to these these hotels. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it give Disney an opportunity to do for the future? Because now we know we need to be with, with the bubble in the mind because we know we can be quarantined in this country now. True. So, I don't know. It's interesting to see. We all want to see, for us who love sports, I know I want to see football. Um, I just don't want to see it at the risk of, uh, of young college athletes who have lives ahead of them when less than 2% of them go professional. And that's where I stand on. They're here putting a life on the line for opportunity that all of America are going to give. You need to protect these young men. They do. They make. It, they trying to make you a whole lot of money to do something they love, so they can get paid to do this later on in life. Mhm. And then they have to, you know. And, and like I said, I feel sorry for the seniors the most, um, the ones who were questionable. That we knew that this season may have been the difference in getting a scholar. You know, getting going to the NFL and not going to the NFL. The Thanks. same thing for some of the basketball players, but. When Auburn has had 34 positive tests within their program, Tulsa has halted training indefinitely after there's been positive tests within their program. Hmm. Um, UNC, we've had major universities, and these are just the ones that are actually reporting the information. Mm -hmm. So what do we think the NFL season is going to look like? Because we're watching Hard Knocks, um, and Hard Knocks is doing the Chargers, and they've had positive tests. But Coach Anthony Lynn is taking a different approach because at the start of COVID, he had he had COVID-19. So watching the Chargers run on hard knocks, the way that they're running their practices, the way that everybody's behaving versus Sean McVay over with um, the Rams, mm-hmm. it's like night and day. You, you see the Chargers in their mask at practice. You see them social distancing. You see the coaches social distancing with their masks on. Mm-hmm. You know, McVeigh had to tell them, hey, if you see me with my mask on, t- off, tell me to put it back on because I forget too. What are we willing to sacrifice for sports? And I think that's the new question in America right now. What are we willing to sacrifice for entertainment? They say that. You're right for entertainment. So we'll see. It sucks. It really it's does. The and the lows of it. And it's, not, it's not much we can do about it. I mean, I think the Pac-12 got what they got because their players started speaking up. Mm-hmm. So there is something that we can do about it. People just need to know that they have a voice to be able to do it. And they're not going to be labeled um, a rebel or a bad guy or a crazy person or a troublemaker. That's just one of those things in this country that if you don't agree with, with the what's going on and what's popular, you're labeled a bad guy. So... That's our bit on sports. Um, the Democratic Convention starts tonight for those who are interested. Mr. Shaw, we did not talk about that. That ha- announcement happened last week. Um, we have a African-American VP nomination with Harris. Do you have any thoughts on that? My, there were a lot of people. I saw a lot of people knocking that, knocking her. You know, my one thing to everybody, so if you're not going to vote for Joe Biden, you're going to vote for President Trump. Not being said I was going to vote for Donald Trump because I wanted to vote for who was going to win. 
But for everybody who Camilla Harris is, Camilla Harris that you either gonna vote for Joe Biden or you're gonna vote for Donald Trump. You already know what Donald Trump give you. So saying you upset with anything Camilla Harris done or you don't trust Joe Biden it means you're gonna vote for Donald Trump. Right? And and my thing is we seen what four years with him look like. We got social distancing, which the cult you know what truth be told, we had already been social distancing. We'd been social distancing from each other, from cultures, right? Separation had already been strong within this country because of him. So that'll just be another eight years of separation. If everybody want eight more years, of, I mean, four more years of separation, that's what we'll get. Okay. <laughs> you say what? I was about to say, your math wrong, brother, your math wrong. Four more years? You said eight at first. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Eight and all. Eight and all. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking eight and all. I'm thinking two okay. terms. Forgive me. Right, like, and again, I told nobody I wouldn't vote for Donald Trump because I felt like he was the best candidate. I, I wasn't gonna vote for him because I thought he was best for the country. I, I'm gonna vote for him because he gonna win, right? I want to be on the winning side, and that's what he gonna do. He gonna either win the election or he gonna vanish. One of the two. I'm convinced. If he lose, y'all ain't gonna never hear. It. He gonna just pop up in Canada talking shit. Now nah, they gonna they gonna they gonna deport. He gonna pop up in Russia. He gonna pop well, up in Russia talking shit. No. I'm telling you. The one thing that I would think that Oh, Ken Kayleen, you know what time it is? It's time for break. Okay, so we finna go and wrap it up. This is your boy Shout Time Shout.